All right, everybody. I am super excited. We got Thanksgiving tomorrow. Uh, that's not the only reason I'm excited. That's the only reason I'm excited. <laughs> all I've been thinking about for three days. All I can think about is turkey, football, sleeping on the couch at my grandma's house. That's tradition. Do it every year. Oh, yeah. You have um, to. But that's not why we're here. We're here for fantasy football. We're here for the league. I'm excited about today's episode. We got waivers. We got a ton of trades. Literally in the past, like, 48 hours. Yeah, it's been nuts. Uh, some hindsight that is a hot take. I love it. Uh, of course, we're going to talk matchups this week. Since it's Turkey Week, get ready, everybody, to wobble till you gobble. We're getting right into it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right, guys, great show. We are winding down to the end here. The playoff picture is crazy in this league. It is insane. We got, what, five teams at five and six or just four teams at five uh, and six? Five, four teams at five and six. Or, no, sorry, five teams at five and six right yeah, now, yes. That's right. And so very, very close. We've still only got three clinched playoff spot. Everything is up for grabs, so we'll talk about that. But first... We got to get into the waivers. Yes. Because the waiver, Woo. we got waivers and trades. Waiver, Both of them were nuts. Yes. Uh, Gus Edwards goes off the waivers to Sarah LaRoe for $94, taking a page right out of right out of Jason's novel. Oh, man. It's in the family. <laughs> it is. It is in the family genetics. Yeah. Just love blowing fab on maybe, <laughs> maybe worthwhile running backs. Uh, next highest bid was 58. Why don't you give me your take on this pickup? Uh, honestly, I get it. At, at this point in the season, the, like I spent, I was planning to spend all of my fab on Gus Edwards. Mm. I, I had forty-one dollars. I was going to spend it all. Um, if wouldn't even gotten you halfway there. It wouldn't have got me halfway <laughs> there, which is kind of depressing. Uh, it shows how bad my team's been all year. I've been spending fab all year, but uh, and Sarah hasn't needed to clearly. Uh, but I think it is a smart pickup. Mostly, and I think we're gonna we're gonna get into this when we do the matchups. Yep. We'll talk about the biggest reason why I think it's a smart pickup. Uh, but it, it 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 can have major playoff implications if yeah, Gus Edwards gets the starting job. Like all of a sudden, Sarah has a starting running back on a good offense in the playoffs this year, and Alex Collins isn't like their best friend. No, he's getting paid dirt cheap. He could be gone in two weeks. Yeah. Like, so I think it's a really good pickup. Not Mike Davis bad. But definitely a really good pickup. Yeah, I think it's a good pickup, and we want to. We'll save uh, probably the best reason that we yeah. like for the pickup I think later we save it, yeah. when we uh, get into some of the matchups, such as a little teaser there. So, uh, good work by Sarah. Let's jump into the trades because everyone has been oh my gosh, really, yes. really active. So we had a trade between you and Tyler Griffin. Yes. Yeah, so me and Griffin did a trade, and I love this one. I so guys, here's the thing. I have been in leagues with Tyler Griffin for. Gosh, four years? I think four years now. Four, maybe five. Um, and I will tell you this, and I've told everybody this. I've told Griffin this. I won't trade with a guy. <laughs> he is too hard. Like, he's just a pain. I'll send him an offer. He'll send me an offer. And then I'll be like, no, it's not good enough. You're he, dead to me. He does want to, like. He wants your own, soul in the yeah. process. <laughs> like, he's not one of those people that's like, oh, I need a running back so I can trade wide receiver talent to get running back talent. Yeah. He's like one of these guys, like, I want to find a clown hole and trade him nothing oh, for everything. Yes, exactly. And then as a non-clown hole, you're like, all right, piss off. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it infuriates me usually. And it takes like a month to finalize a trade with him. Like legitimately, last year, we spent six weeks just to get one trade done. <laughs> so on, I think it was Sunday, or no, 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 it wasn't Sunday, it was Monday. Uh, Monday, Griff texts me, he's like, hey, I want Vance McDonald. And I was like, cool, 
what do you want to give me for him? Because I wasn't going to play that game. I was like, no, I, uh, I'm going to force you to make a decision. I freaking hate this. Is this is a thing in our league, and I get why people, people do it. it because it's like it's a negotiating tactic. Yeah. You want the other person to say what they're willing to offer, mm-hmm. so you don't offend them. I get it, but I I freaking hate it. It's like, hey, I want to trade for this player. What are like? What do you think? And you're like, make me an offer. Yeah. And people are like, nah, you make me an offer. It's yeah. like, that's not how this works. <laughs> that's not how it works. I have the cards that you want. Yeah. You have to tell me what you want to give me yes. for said card. It's so annoying. But anyway, go on. Uh, so, but, and then immediately Griff's like, well, I uh, got these guys. And he lists off a bunch of guys. I was like, well, I'm interested in Mike Williams. I end up telling him like, all right, I do Mike Williams. And uh, he says Mike Williams in a fourth. I was like, no, let's do Mike Williams in a third. And then the deal's done. Done. It took Easy. a total of like 30 minutes. I was blown away. Damn. I went from telling people like Griffin don't trade with him he's a terrible human to like maybe Griffin's <laughs> the easiest person in the world to trade with I was so confused by it uh, but I was really excited about it I got rid of Vance McDonald uh, I have Zach Ertz and Jack Doyle he wasn't really helping me yep. um, and I get Mike Williams who I'm honestly super excited about yeah I think um, I think I think he looks good for the future and obviously I think getting a getting a rookie pick in your situation is good mm-hmm. as we'll uh, touch on because you have been officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs for a while uh well i mean that's it yeah <laughs> two, at least two weeks we know that for certain yeah that's three true. we didn't go back that far <laughs> that's true <laughs> uh so but i think the the thing that's interesting about this trade is it just shows the complete lack of trust that griffin has in <laughs> in jared cook which oh yeah I, I, I don't I don't blame him oh yeah I don't blame I, him at all I don't he doesn't have lack of trust in Jared Cook it's John Gruden that's true <laughs> like that's true well it's not lack of trust in John Gruden ten year picture oh well, yeah. one year picture the man's throwing a league yeah he's throwing it this <laughs> year it, it's gone there's nothing else that can be said but yeah Vance McDonald has been very good he's the tenth tight end on the year right now mm. uh, he usually ends up taking like three four receptions and you know he's got three touchdowns on the year so he's always in that like six to twelve point range so yeah. he is in, in this year's tight end landscape he's a serviceable tight end oh, and yeah. I think it gives you the stuff that you need and so the, the, to me this is an example of a great trade like you guys traded power very where balanced, you both had yeah. power um, so yeah I think I don't think there's like a winner or a loser in this trade it's just you guys got what your teams needed so mm-hmm. very excited about that Agreed. let's jump into the next trade we got uh matre and steph smith so matre gives brandon lafell over to steph and a second round rookie for adrian peterson how do you feel about this one Ugh. it this one i kind of makes I, you want to brush your teeth a little bit <laughs> it makes me want to brush my teeth with a metal toothbrush and like bourbon just to you're not gonna have teeth i'm gonna i'm gonna grind my teeth out <laughs> I, he, like I hate it. It's like both of the names in this trade are so old and busted. Like Brandon LaFell literally didn't he just rupture his Achilles? He's on IR, right? Like, and he's like, even if like it, it'd be different if it's like a young talent that's pretty good. Like Brandon LaFell's been garbage for like five years. Yeah, he's not good. He's not been good for a long time. And then Adrian Peterson on the other end, you're like. Well, he's been great all year. He's still Adrian Peterson. Like, he's still 90 years old, and I don't understand it. But here, I get why Chris did it. The reason Chris did it is because Chris legitimately has a hunt for the playoffs at this point. We'll yep. talk about this in a minute. Uh, Chris has a real chance, and this was a move Chris had to make. Yeah, he, he needed was able back to bad. Yeah, he was able to get rid of a wide receiver that he does not care about. He didn't give up a first-round rookie. He gets Adrian Peterson, which sucks in one sense because it's a one-year rental. Darius Geis is coming back next year. Right. Adrian Peterson is going to be out of a job. Hopefully he plays somewhere else, and Chris benefits from it, but then Chris will have two guys that are retired officially, Des and Adrian Peterson, uh, and <laughs> they'll be on his bench for the next three years. But I, I get it. It is the ugliest trade of the year, though. Yeah, it makes me feel bad in my soul. 
just, it's rough. But I mean, I, it's a good trade for Chris. I don't. I, mm. I don't. I guess what Steph's getting out of it is the second round rookie. Yeah, like, and, and maybe that I guess for her, fell. well, for her, like she's seen the other side of it. She's kind of counting herself out of the playoffs, which yeah. at a one point five six percent chance, which we'll kind of jump into. I I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. So she's trading like rather than just having to drop Adrian Peterson when he retires again, she at least gets a rookie pick out of it. So yeah. again, I think this is a good example Smart of a, of a trade that balanced. You know, it, it kind of balances it. It, may, it gives both teams what they need, and I think. You know, kind of like I was. I just don't know. <laughs> I just it just. Adrian Peterson's the twelfth running back, twelfth ranked running back on the year right now. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It kind of does because you're like, well, he's Adrian Peterson, like he's a Hall of Fame running back. But yeah. then at the same time, you're like, he made his Hall of Fame stats five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, he like it's been a while. Yeah, but then also in this, and I, I don't know if. Well, yeah, the news was obviously out because Alex Smith's freaking yeah. leg literally this trade just happened to came out of its sock. Uh, compound fracture. Sorry about that. But I don't know if I'd really want AP. I mean, I guess I'd want him more than Brandon LaFell. Oh, but yeah. I mean, this year, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess it's a good sideways trade. Well, I, I'm scared to see how AP is going to play out for Matre, but... This will suck for Chris if he doesn't make the playoffs. Chris will regret this trade yeah. full extent. And I think so. Chris made two trades this week, and I think this next trade also is the same reasoning. And I get it. So yeah. Chris made a trade with me. Yep. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris gives Amari Cooper, and I gave Philip Lindsay. Uh, what do you think about this? Before I say what I think. Um. So I, I like it for Chris. Because, really? Because Ooh. I mean, I don't think he won. I just don't think mm. he made a bad move. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, th- I think it's kind of the thing of like, do we know if Amari Cooper is going to produce for the rest of the year? It's kind of hard to say. You know, coming into an offense halfway through the year, like yeah, he's getting used. Yeah, he's the best receiver there. But he really probably needs an off season to actually learn the offense, mm-hmm. and he'll be much more effective next year. Yep. So if you can sell that upside for the current value of Philip Lindsay because Chris was hurting on running backs and these two flexes, mm-hmm. then it kind of makes sense. Now, that being said, he doesn't really have like a great like person to fill that void left by Amari Cooper. Like, Jakeem mm-hmm. Grant is gone, who was one of his like regular flexes. Uh, he's got Ty Montgomery, Gio Bernard. Like, those guys are never really going to fill they, – well, they literally can't they fill can't that fill role. They can't fill wide receiver slot. He's got so many running backs, quarterbacks, and defenses that the only wide receivers he has is Trey Quinn for Washington. It was like, good God. Who's he's still got Dez holding him on IR. <laughs> um, and then he's got uh, – he's got Dante Moncrief. He's got Tyrell Williams. And Cordell Patterson. Uh, what? Yeah, Tyrell. Well, 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 but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not a like for like. like yeah, I'd yeah. much rather have Cooper than Tyrell Williams in my lineup. Oh, anyway, hands down. Yeah. So totally. I, I think it's kind of like a lateral trade for Chris. Like, he didn't really gain a whole lot. Like, he's kind of moving from he's moving one player for another player. Like, pretty much probably even in output. Hmm. But I think again, like for him this year, if he was feeling short on running backs, which he kind of is, then it helps. And he's got Royce Freeman, so he's going to have he's the got that running back situation. Yep. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Let me give you my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you had a chance to get more, and I gotcha. He did. Oh, I gotcha. So here's the deal, guys. I have been trying on this trade for two weeks. Like, it started me saying, hey, I'll give you Philip Lindsay for Amari Cooper in a second. And that didn't work. Then it went Mari Cooper in a third. That didn't work. Then it went 
Philip Lindsay in a, a fourth, for Amari Cooper in a second. That didn't work. Then I said, you know what? I want Amari Cooper. I've seen his dynasty rankings. I want a guy that's long-term. I need a wide receiver. I'm going to go hard. Philip Lindsay in a second for Amari Cooper. Chris said, on Sunday, <laughs> no. <laughs> he said no. And I thought to myself, that's crazy. That that's, SOB. That's actually crazy. I, I like In my mind, it was like, that's a really good offer. Right. And I was so angry at it. Like, I was actually mad at Chris. I sent him a text, and then I had to text him like five seconds later and say, sorry, no hard feelings. Um, <laughs> Except you're dead to me. Because I kind of was, I felt like I was a, a bit over the line. And then I gotcha. Because he texted me yesterday and said, Amari Cooper for Philip Lindsay straight up. And I thought to myself, what does he know that I don't? Did Amari Cooper get hurt? <laughs> Is Philip Lindsay a superhuman? <laughs> nope. Still the same people? I took it. I love it. I love Amari Cooper long-term. I told Chris in the middle of the straight, I don't believe in Philip Lindsay, <laughs> so I wanted to move him, and he still took it. So I hope it pays off for you, though, Chris, in all seriousness. This year, I got no shot at the playoffs. I hope you make it in, and I hope Philip Lindsay is the reason you win. Yeah, I will say, as far as long-term value, it's definitely on the Cooper side of the street. Oh, yeah, that, and that's all. I mean, Philip Lindsay yeah. could evaporate next year back into nothingness. I don't think he That will, being but. said, I have no belief in Amari Cooper because it's been three I, years. I hate that I have to now believe in him. You do. You have to. I you have, have to. I've you have, you have tied yourself to that anchor, and you will drown with that anchor. On the upside, Phil Lindsay, I got off free agency. That is true. So it's basically free. Yeah. Basically, basically free. you got a third-round draft pick for free. Yeah. But next year, he'll be like a ninth-round draft pick because everyone will realize the garbage the heap that he is. Yeah. He'll be bad. Uh, so <laughs> that's all the trades this week. So that has been great. Uh, quick side discussion, actually. Trade deadline. What oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the trade deadline? There's a lot of talk going around here. There's kind of like the uh, laissez-faire economics guys at Joe Zypher that say, like, you know, what have, whatever might happen might happen. Just, like, let it go. <laughs> There's some people that are more, like, on the conservative side that mm -hmm. want the uh, trade deadline to be a little bit further forward next year. Uh, why don't you tell me what you think about a trade deadline in general? Not necessarily where it is. Like, do you think it should exist? And if so, Why? I definitely think it should exist. Um, as far as to when it should exist, I'm kind of torn because one part of me feels like it's best for it to exist right around now. Um, like this week, maybe last week are kind of the best weeks for it because I, I don't want teams to uh, give up by any means. And I, I'll, I'll be totally honest. With, like I know... Someone could construe like what I've been doing and giving up AJ Green, giving up Vance McDonald, giving up Philip Lindsay is giving up, but it's truly not. Like I've been trying to turn talent for future talent with a little bit of current talent. So, but I don't, I don't love doing that myself. Like even now, I'm like, man, I wish that I still had something to fight for this year. But we're in a dynasty league, and that reality has to be in that some teams are going to start to throw it a little bit early. So I don't like saying no trade deadline at all. Uh, because there has to be some difference. Once, at a certain point, you can't win the playoffs based on a trade that you made in week 13. Yeah. So I would say, like, week 11, trade deadline should be there, in my opinion, for that reason. Like, to avoid teams last minute making a trade. Because um, you can still make the trades in the offseason. We're going to have yep. all offseason. I guarantee there are going to be tons of trades happening. Yep. So. Yeah, that, that's my view, too. I think it's... I mean, it's the same reason the NFL has a trade deadline, right? It's like you yeah. kind of you you have to evaluate where you are in the season before you're like right about to make the playoffs and just start yep. selling everything. Yep. Also, I think for the integrity of the league, the trade deadline is important because 
if there is still a legitimate shot of you making the playoffs, you're going to evaluate your trades a lot more seriously. Mm-hmm. And now maybe this is just very much more like redraft oriented, but I think it still applies in Dynasty. Is if if you can get to week 13, know you have 0% chance of playoffs, like you're going to trade everyone that could oh, have yeah. any value this year for rookie yeah. picks. And so then the last couple weeks are basically just going to be like those playoff people, like teams that are still in the hunt. Anyone that plays those teams that have sold will just get auto wins. Mm-hmm. And then like the playoff matchups will start to be determined more by your schedule rather than your actual team and the decisions that you were forced to make yep. by the trade deadline. I think mm-hmm. that is my thing. Is like I don't want these playoff matchups these last two weeks to start having auto wins because people have like sold entirely. Yeah, and one thing one thing I will say as well is like for me, I think I'm in a unique situation just to like you know, save my own face a little bit. Uh, like I, I, I lost Bella McKinnon. So, like honestly, from week six on, fire sale. Yeah, it, it was kind of <laughs> like I mean, I made it obvious. I was like, hey, I'm not gonna make the playoffs. I'm rebuilding for next year. Um, like again, like I said, I don't love that aspect, but it is a dynasty league, and I'm playing for the future at this point. Yep. I'm still gonna try to win games. I'm not gonna start my worst lineup, right? But right. I want to rebuild, um, and I'm not gonna do that during the off season because I don't have a chance to do that, right? Um, but like honestly, most of the league we haven't seen that. Like Steph has been out of it for two weeks now, um, and she just made a trade today yeah. that wasn't like a a bad trade. Like it, it was still a good trade for her. It, it was giving current value but it also is building into her future um joey's kind of the same way joey's towards that bottom um chris is towards the bottom as well but we see the opposite in chris yeah he's, he's fighting he's to going into the playoffs it. and he's got a real chance at it because of it um so yeah i don't i, I don't think it I, it doesn't concern me at all uh the integrity of our league i definitely think that is there and well yeah i wasn't league, i, I wasn't saying right there. now i was saying like oh, okay. if there were no trade deadline i would be worried about the potential for the yeah, integrity of the league to degrade. I think right now the way it is, like if it's a Thanksgiving trade deadline, that's fine. I, I guess I would like it to be one week, if not two weeks in ahead, like ahead, because as we kind of looked at last week with the playoff matchups, it's like three weeks out, there's still a ton that can happen. Oh my gosh! And so like having it be before then, I still think all these trades would have actually gotten made if mm. the trade deadline was hard. I think everyone would have just accelerated them. Because they would have actually known that the trade deadline, where like last week, as people were discussing trades, like, oh, well, there's a deadline, but like it's gonna move, so like, who cares? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I yes. think a, I think a trade deadline is necessary and should exist. You know, though that may contradict my strict libertarian economics, <laughs> but for the uh, fun of fantasy, we will uh, rule from the top a little bit. You know? <laughs> uh, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with that. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, so. Before we uh, okay, so we're done with that. I want to jump into hindsight. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because this is a stat that I found out, and this blows my mind. So everybody watched that Monday night game. Well, if you didn't watch the game, you at least watched the highlights. Unreal. The, I mean, that, the highlights that, might be just as long as the game. It was. It was. It a was highlight a reel. sixteen minute highlight reel. It was. The, and it was amazing. It was the highest. It was the or sorry, not the highest scoring. It was the only game in NFL history where both teams scored greater than fifty points. Really? Yeah. And it's not the highest scoring game ever. No. Wow. Which I guess just means that some teams scored like eighty yeah. and one yeah. team scored thirty or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But it. So here's the thing, guys. Steph and Matt Wyborski played last week. For hindsight, this week there weren't really many of like, oh, this person barely lost because they started this player. Ty, you got lucky. Uh, <laughs> barely. I'll, I'll escaped. let you know now. Yeah, you barely <laughs> escaped, bud. But Steph Smith, she put together her best team. 
And they scored 85.9 points last week. Valiant effort. Borski's team, on Monday night alone, one night, one game, scored 92 points. Yeah, that uh, that felt pretty good. Holy cow! <laughs> he had Pat Mahomes, he had Tyreek Hill, and Josh Reynolds. Holy cow! Like, I saw that, and it, it blew my mind. So hindsight this week isn't a, you made a bad choice. It's a, hindsight is 2020, Steph. Sorry. Uh, that is a bleak situation. Like, I mean, I'm sure you knew going into it, but man. Yeah, it was funny looking at the projections and tracking them because I was projected for 130. So the way that that game started is Steph had, I think she had one player in the Monday night game, and I had three, and it was Mahomes Hill Renner. Yeah. So like I was expecting a big night from those guys. Yeah, pretty so good. So it was like Steph's at like 70, I'm at like 67, and I got these three guys to play. So yeah. I'm for sure going to win. I'll probably have to score like mm. 130 points. And then it just, then it just keeps happening so fast. It just keeps happening, <laughs> and it should have been more because Mahomes, in trying to win the game, threw two interceptions like back yeah. to back, back to back. And I was like, and my reaction was like, "What the hell are you doing, Patrick? <laughs> Patrick, Patrick James Mahomes? I don't know if that's his middle name. I just made that up. I feel like it should be James. We can find that out. Uh, we need a stat checker, but or middle name checker in this case. But I was like, what, wait a minute, like, what am I talking about? Like this guy is the number one quarterback already. Like he's going to throw. Even matter, he's yeah. going to throw two interceptions. It'll still be the number one quarterback yeah. by a mile. He crushed it. It was amazing. So, yeah, that was great. So, let's jump into uh, some quick stats. I want to break into the playoff chances again. So, I've done the same simulation. I'm going to post the same tables mm-hmm. uh, that I talked about last week. So, if you aren't, if you don't remember, what I've done is I've simulated every remaining possible outcome of the league by simulating all the matches, assuming a 50% chance for each team to win. We know that's not true, but that's the best I can yeah. do. Um, there are, with two weeks left, it's two to the 12th which is 4,096. There's 4,096 outcomes remaining. And what that leads us to is some interesting uh, looks at like how the playoffs are going to play out. So I'm going to post that same table in GroupMe just for you guys all to digest. I'm not going to go through every number here. What I want to ask Cheek while I've got him here is what's the I'm biggest... I'm here every week. <laughs> Yeah, but like you're not always here, <laughs> yeah, I guess and we're not always recording. Could sleep on the couch. That's true. You, you know, at this rate, you're about to get replaced. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, kidding, because then who would touch me? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> Got him. Okay, so uh, while I have you here, <laughs> what is your biggest surprise from this playoff outlook? What team surprised you the most? Yes, yeah, so I guess teams. Looking at this, again, this is looking at the new table. Uh, I think the biggest surprise for me is that you are very much in the playoff hunt. Very much in. I've got um, a 68% chance of making the playoffs right now. Yeah, like which is crazy because, I, I mean, just three weeks ago we were like, we suck at fantasy football. Yeah, we were ready um, to like shut this podcast down. Yeah, we were ready to you know, <laughs> close it down. We're done. We're bad at this, clearly. Um, but one of us is good, and that's hopeful <laughs> for one of us. Uh, but no, that that really surprised me. Like your your percentage is so high due to like points scored, and obviously this last week's games, and just like all of a sudden, like even your you know lower tier players, like Josh Reynolds has super high value now. Kiki QT is yep. back and. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of guys that are there for you, and it's it's showing up. Another honorable mention for me 
that kind of surprised me is that Matre is in the hunt for the Very playoffs. much in. If he plays it right, and I think he is with these trades, he has a very good chance of getting in the playoffs, and that super surprised me. Yep. Like, I mean, we've been saying all year how bad his team is. We, we were ragging on him real hard. And now it's like, whoa, he's got a real shot for the playoffs and uh, doesn't have a bad team anymore. So Right. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, I think uh, I agree 100% that I, I'm shocked that Matre is up there. Let me give you two things that shock me. Matre and Joe Zypher have almost the same percentage chance of going to the playoffs. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. J- uh, Joe is sitting at a 20% chance and Matre at a 23% chance. Mm-hmm. And this kind of leads into my next point, which is so interesting, is how much points for actually matter. Yeah. Because Joe is one game behind all the five and six. He's four, four and, and seven. seven yeah. He's four and seven mm-hmm. right now. So he's a game behind. But because his points for are so high and he's just gotten absolutely destroyed in these head-to-head matchups, he actually has almost the same exact chance of making it to Matre's or to uh, the playoffs yeah. as Matre because Matre has the lowest point scored in the league yep. by a mile. So Matre has to win. Matre has He's to win now, to win and then some more things has to happen because he cannot win a tiebreaker. Yeah. There's not a tiebreaker in the league that can win. Now, that leads into my second most surprising. So, Matre is 5-6, and six, and he's got a 23% chance. Other 5-6 and six teams are Ty Cook, Corey Vincent, uh, Jason, and me. Matre is 5-6, and six, 23%. I'm 5-6 and six at 68%. Yeah. And that crazy. is exclusively because the I have... Four. The most points for yeah. out of anyone that isn't Britain, Ty, uh, Tyler Griffin, and John because of my Monday night escapades. Yes. So, thousand points between the Chiefs and Rams. <laughs> right. And so, this all assumes that like all these points for hold throughout. Obviously, they're not. They'll switch around a little bit. But as it looks right now, it's just it's crazy to me how much those points for in a league this close actually change your potential of getting to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this league is super tight. This is one of the uh, tightest leagues I've probably ever been in it's up there yeah, yeah I, I definitely think it's up there I, I have to think about that but it's 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 very close and it makes me excited honestly that it is a dynasty league yeah like, I, I i was like in my mind when we started this I was like man it, it's gonna suck if this league is just garbage like, <laughs> it's just like a blowout like yeah if, if one team just takes off not to, i wasn't thinking it was gonna be me i'm not thinking any less of any of you it was just like man if one team just like takes off and they're just really good at this this is going to be a bummer. Yeah. Like, I've committed to a long-term just punch in the face. <laughs> and I don't like being punched in the face. Yeah, if I was in your situation and I didn't have Jarek McKinnon and Le'Veon Bell on my bench, I would be feeling like it's a long-term uh, punch in the face. Yeah, I would have. You guys would have seen me. I would have been out of the state. But you're, you're looking to come back strong next year. Yeah, next year. Number one, baby. Look out, John. So I'm going to post uh, that table so you guys can see it. I'm going to post the big giant table with all the information about who we play and our strength of schedule and all that in the group me. Um, I wanted to get it on the blog, but I just didn't have time to get it on the blog, yeah. honestly. So that's where I want to get all that information. So let's jump into the matchups. And we're really going to focus in on the ones that have big playoff implications because, frankly, yeah. some of these are uninteresting because they, they just, just don't, don't matter. matter. So, like, yeah. the first uh, – well, first, let me before we get to our first matchup – Pick'em stats. Cheek has now gotten to 40 out of 66, and I am a peasant down at 37 out of 66. (laughs) So, good thing I'm playoff bound. I can't make the playoffs, but I can pick your matchups. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, good good work to Cheek. I hope you die. Uh, (laughs) Kidding, because then who would touch me? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, All right, so yeah, like Borski said, we're going to jump into the matchups. This week, if your matchup is going to fall into one of three categories, it doesn't matter for playoffs. It kind of matters. So we're going to touch on it a little bit. 
um, and it super matters. Uh, if you're not in the super matters, I'm sorry, we're not really going to talk about your matchup. Uh, so the first matchup on the table is Flu Draft versus Cincinnati Indians. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And Griffin's going to crush it. Griffin's going to win. Next <laughs> matchup. Done. Sorry, Griff, not talking about your team. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next matchup on the table is Team Rockstar versus Team LaRoe. Uh, this matchup does have some pretty big implications, mostly for Sarah. Um, let's hear your takes real quick on that. Yeah, so huge implications for Sarah. She's definitely in the hunt still. She has a 91% chance of going to the playoffs because she's got a one-game lead on all of us. Yeah. Steph has a 1.56% chance. So you're saying there's a chance. So I'm saying there's a chance, but <laughs> it's looking pretty bleak because, frankly, her team has just fallen apart. They have, man. We thought, I mean, not we thought, they were. They were so good. Um, but... They have just absolutely fallen apart, and a big reason for this is the Alex Collins situation. Oh my gosh! And if this you goes back to what we talked about before, I was gonna say, and if you remember the waiver pickup, we said one of the biggest reasons that we thought <clears throat> that this uh, Gus Edwards pickup by Sarah was so huge is that she can clinch this matchup against Steph, and Steph. So every week starts Alex Collins. Not just yep. every week starts, but she was also like starting Alex Collins and Buck Allen. Yeah. So she needed this like Baltimore running back situation, and Sarah just not just sniped it. What like, a literally bad friend. Nuked it out of the sky. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, as terms of in terms of friendship, it's it's real low. But in terms of fantasy, that's some savvy shit. That is that is a smart. Ma- <laughs> I don't know if Sarah meant to do that or not. Like Sarah's such a nice person, I doubt she. Meant That's to just do what that. she wants you to think. It's a front. And maybe it is. Maybe maybe Jason's the nice person, and Sarah is a really <laughs> mean person. <laughs> okay, That's not that. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, this is hot takes, not lie to the world. <laughs> so, I. I agree. Yeah, this matchup has huge implications, Sarah. Sarah, I loved your pickup of Gus Edwards for that reason. It is a strategic move. You need to get in the playoffs. Your team is too good to not make it in. Um, And I think you will win this week without a shadow of a doubt. And I'm telling everybody now that's in the playoffs, look out for Sarah. She's got DJ Moore. And she's got Duke Johnson, who are two guys that you don't think are very good. And don't get me wrong, those aren't her best guys. Those are like her worst guys when you look at it. But I'm telling you, those guys are going to have huge, huge impact in the playoffs. Yep. And I'm really excited to see how those guys play out. Um, so, yeah, I, I, Sarah wins this one. Yeah, I agree. Sarah by roughly one million points. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this, is, this next matchup is our biggest match of the week for me because it's mine. Uh, <laughs> there's a much bigger one, but I like this one. So this is Corey Vincent, Team Vincent, 5-6 and six versus at least I have FanDuel. Speaking of which... Got my balance up to right around 60 bucks on FanDuel. Started the season with 25, so I am adding three zeros at the end of that. I'm starting next year with 25 grand. I'll end at 70 grand. That's how it works, right? Maybe not. We'll find out. But, you know. (laughs) Uh, So, at least I have FanDuel, and at least it's going well, and this is going well. So, basically, life is going well. And when these two things turn around, I have nothing to live for. So, (laughs) sorry, Hannah. Hope you don't ever hear this podcast and think I was serious. (laughs) I love you very dearly. So dark, so fast. <laughs> yeah, it did. It went downhill. So, uh, this is a must-win game for Corey and me. We're both five and six. Yeah. I like, like we talked about earlier. I'm sixty-eight percent, and Corey's Corey's actually forty-two percent because we both have like some of the higher points scored on this week, or not on the week on the year. <clears throat> so, why don't you give me your thoughts on this week's matchup for me and Corey? 
This week, for you and Corey, it's kind of a tough one. Um, it will come down a lot to who Corey's going to put in for Brandon Cooks. Um, Brandon Cooks is on bye, as everybody knows, and he's a big part of Corey's offense. Um, Corey's not winning games, you know, just by luck. Like, he, he's got strong players, and James Conner has Denver. And obviously, you know, when you hear that name, you're like, oh, no, that's Corey's big part. Like, James Conner was rough last week, and he's in Denver, and Denver does still have a good defense, especially against the run. Um, well, especially when they're in Denver. Like yeah, especially home, in Denver. Their home road split is crazy yeah. as far as a defense goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when they're in Denver, they tend to play a lot better, and I just have a bad feeling for James Conner in general because he hurt me because um, <laughs> he was good. He, he should have been bad. The biggest reason, though, is I don't know who Corey's going to put in for Brandon Cooks. Um, his bench does not have a guy where I think, oh, he can fill in for a week. And on this week, Corey needs the win. Uh, Odell Beckham plays up against Philly, again, in Philly, who doesn't have a bad defense. Like, they are 31st against the wide receiver, but, like, in a whole, their defense isn't atrocious, and Odell Beckham has Eli Manning throwing the ball still. <laughs> it's like, I mean, the Philly defense is it's pretty bad. Kind of atrocious this year. Uh, yeah, they're pretty bad. <laughs> uh, okay, he still he we'll still has Eli. I'll I'll, I'll 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 take that one back. Uh, the only reason I think that Corey, I go back and forth on this one. I I think what could get Corey the win is Marlon Mack, Indianapolis running back playing Miami. Their defense is terrible against the run. Yep. Colts are going to get up. They're going to destroy them. Uh, you honestly, you need. You're playing Baker against Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, I love. Oh, I'm firing him up. Because you're playing Corey, big Bengals fan, with Baker this week. Straight to the heart. Amazing. Straight to the heart. Uh, this is a mental play. Yeah, it's a mental <laughs> game. Yeah, at this point. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you need Zeke. You need Aaron Jones. You need Adam Robinson. You need Josh Gordon. All to do what they're expected to do. One of those guys bust, it changes drastically. Yep. I think you win, but if Corey's going to win, it's he's going to need... Marlon Mack to have a big game. Yeah, I agree 100. I think I, I'm in a I'm in a pretty rough spot this week for buys because mm-hmm. I have Mahomes and Hill, and as Britton has so kindly pointed out, that's basically my team. <laughs> if we're I mean, if we're honest, I'm like 60 of those 92 points that I scored on Monday were those guys. Yep. The rest of them were Josh Reynolds, who was also on buy. So I've got three big pieces on buy, mm-hmm. but I think I actually have the depth to fill all those. Yeah, and like I, I think you do as well. I've got Baker Mayfield playing. Aaron Jones has come into his own like right in time. Oh my gosh, yeah. And Danny Amendola luckily gets to play against that atrocious Indianapolis defense. So and they'll be playing catch up. So hopefully they we will, can yeah. get a lot of passes going his way. But yeah, I agree. If I have one guy bust, I think I'm going to be in a really tight spot because I don't think I have any huge perform. I I really don't have the upside this week. You do not. I yeah, have a I, I have a very low floor and a very low ceiling. Mm-hmm. But I believe that where. If you were to just give everyone their average performances, I would come out on top. So I'm going to pick myself as well. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a tough one. I could see it going either way. Yeah. Uh, I want you to win. Hey. Just because. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. That yeah. touches my soul. Oh, gosh. As opposed to my body. Next matchup <laughs> is Zippy's back versus Education Nation. This one is a somewhat important matchup. Uh, mostly for Jason. Sorry, Joe. Uh, with your current standings and uh, record, it's going to be really hard for you to get in the playoffs. And uh, Borski can speak maybe a little bit more into that. Um, what, what do you think about the matchup, though, in regards to this week, him facing Jason? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Joe's 4-7 and seven right now, and Jason's 5-6. and six. We talked about 
the huge amount of points that Joe has that helps him in his playoff chances, sitting at a 20% chance, it all goes down in flames this week. Jay, Todd Gurley's on bye. Yep. And, and that just like that just smokes Joe. It sucks for Joey. It really sucks. Because like, he's gotten hosed by head to head matchups all up. year. Uh, and the worst part about it is that in this crunch time, he's got his best player on bye, and he really has no one to fill it. He has no it. running back. Absolutely to put in. no like, one to fill it. Joey has, I'm not joking, only Devontae Booker. And Ronald Jones. Yeah. Those are the only guys that he can fill in for Todd Gurley. Right. Like, and his other running back is Wendell Smallwood, who is no longer the lead there. Does he have he Oh, yeah, in his starter. Okay, yeah. 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 So, like, Wendell Smallwood's not even the starter. I So, I will, I when I realized this as we were building the stock a little bit ago, uh, I, I tried to get Joey to give me Stefan Diggs. And I didn't even realize that he had... Todd Gurley on a buy and no running backs, and I wanted to give him Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I would have used this against you. I would have pointed <laughs> out your weakness, and I didn't even see it. So I'm kind of mad at myself. I love Stefan Diggs, but uh, yeah, Joey, I'm sorry, man. I don't, I don't think he can win this week, and it's one of those wins where it's like, man, Jason got lucky to get that Gurley week yep. on by against Joey because I do think it could have been different. Yeah, uh, for sure. I agree 100. So uh, let's actually jump one down. So the other matchup that we have that means effectively nothing is Britain's team name, which I have no idea what it is now. He's seven and four, <laughs> versus uh, John Neffley, who's threat level midnight. He's eight and three. Uh, don't care. Don't care at all. It has something to do with the first round buys, and frankly, no one in the league is like there. Most of us are fighting it out. We're struggling. Yeah, there's more fight that's worth talking about. Don't yeah. care about your first round buy, you freaking yuppies. <laughs> Live in the limelight. John wins. Yes. I also. <laughs> Yes, John wins. 100%. <laughs> that is all that that matchup needs. Not because it's not interesting, but because it's uh, it, it's not it's interesting. Boring. That's exactly what I just said, actually. <laughs> I lied to you. It, it is not interesting. So, the last matchup of the week, and this is our biggest matchup of the week. It has the biggest yeah, I think playoff this implications. Is the, the biggest matchup of the week. I know you said yours is because you're in it, but let's be real. Yeah. This one is huge. This is the biggest playoff match of the week for sure. This is Ty Cook. He's 5-6 and six versus Chris Matre. Also 5-6 and six right in the middle of the hunt. Ty currently sitting at a 29% chance of making the playoffs and Chris with a 23% chance of making the playoffs. So basically both these teams are like trying to make that lunge to get in. They basically mm. have to win out and they have to uh, have a couple, like have some things go their way. Mm. So, give me your thoughts on this matchup, this huge matchup for the league. Yeah, so Ty's lineup is currently not set, clearly. Uh, well, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe I'm an idiot. but uh, So, it's kind of hard to tell exactly what's going to play out as far as his starters go. Um, but, right now, he has Lamar Jackson starting against Oakland. If he wants to do that, that's, that's, a, that's think, a bold play over Andrew Luck, though. Oh, no. God, yeah, like no, you, play Andrew Luck. He's going to start Luck over playing Miami uh, for sure. Otherwise, he's a fool. Uh, I also think he's probably going to start Matt Burita over uh, Muhammad Sanu. The biggest thing that is going to be the thorn in so- Ty's side is his tight end situation. No tight end. He doesn't have a tight end. Yeah, he's got like, Travis Kelsey on by. He's yeah. got Delaney Walker on IR, and he's got Jeff Swain who's out. Who's out. He's got, um, he's got no one. He literally has no one, and the tight end landscape isn't very promising. Could like, not be bleaker on the like, waiver wire. I think Jonu Smith might still be available. 
I don't think so. I think he got picked up because I look I look every single <clears> week <throat> in some kind of way to get rid of Ricky Seals Jones, <laughs> and I ended up picking up Antonio Gates. And to start wow. him during the yeah. bye, and Antonio Gates put up like .6 when I started him, and then he was the number freaking one tight end last week, and I didn't start him. <laughs> Not that I'm like pissed about my 160 points. Johnny Smith is available, uh, but even then, like oh, so is James O'Shaughnessy. Tie. Oh, James, come on, James O'Shaughnessy. That guy had .9 last game. You mean Principal O'Shaughnessy Hennessy? No, don't tie. <laughs> don't listen to whatever Matt's about to say. <laughs> so even even Johnny Smith though, it's like. He's probably going to have a backup quarterback thrown in the ball. That's a bleak situation. I'm going to go pick up Johnny Smith. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so I, it, it's really hard for me to see a narrative where Ty wins. He's got it. Honestly, I mean, I, 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 I've told him before, like, if he wants Jack Doyle, I'd be interested in a trade for him. Um, Ty, I think you got to make a move, man. He's got uh, to, Trade he's deadline's out. right around the corner. He, uh, this is not a pressure play. It's a pressure play. He's, he's absolutely got to. Um, but... It's got to happen. Like, even honestly, I would go try to freaking trade Chris. Try to trade Chris for one of his tight ends. Do the freaking glory play. Get Mike Kosicki. Chris will not trade Anything. Mike Kosicki. Er, Chris is higher on Mike Kosicki than he ben was Watson. on Evan Ingram. Ben Watson. Okay, yeah, get Ben Watson. Go get Ben Watson from Chris. Do the glory play. At least play a tight end that, like, has that huge upside. Right. Um, it's going to be tough, though. And honestly, Chris's team has turned around a ton. I think Chris wins this week. His team is really strong. He's got Tevin Coleman playing New Orleans. Love it. Adrian Peterson playing Dallas. I don't get it, but he's good. They still don't have an offensive line, and he's still somehow good. Uh, so that's whatever. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, great matchup. T.Y. Hilton, great matchup. Biggest question mark in Chris's entire lineup is Rob Gronkowski. The rest of his lineup is super solid. Yep. And it's like, oh, your biggest question mark is Rob Gronkowski? Right. Oh, big, whether, real scared whether, now. Whether or not you're going to have, like, the most game-breaking tight end in fantasy yeah. or some other fan, or, or some other guy. Yeah, so that's, yeah, Chris's lineup's really strong this week. I agree 100%. I think Ty's team has just – I don't think there's any chance Ty makes it to the playoffs, to be honest. Dalvin Cook is an absolute heaping pile of garbage. Oh. Demarius Thomas got screwed by his trade to for fantasy value to Houston. Again, maybe they'll start to work him in later in the year, but I just don't see it happening against Tennessee defense, which, if I remember, has actually been pretty decent. Yeah, they've been – Oh, no, sorry. They've been horrible no? against wide receivers. But oh, wide receivers. it just doesn't seem like he has that like that big of a uh, spot in the – in the offense, he, they don't need him. Um, yeah, I mean, he literally put up a goose egg. He was active, and he just didn't even yeah, catch the ball. Thomas has been bad. And then uh, the other thing is that he's got Lamar Jackson, who I, I don't think you start over Andrew Luck. I mean, I don't think he starts Lamar Jackson. He's also starting the Raiders defense. If he does that, he doesn't believe in his team. Yeah, no, like that—that's literally saying, "Oh, every touchdown my quarterback scores is hurting me." Yeah. Well, and also uh, he's got Michael Crabtree, which if you've got Lamar Jackson throwing the ball to the wide receivers. They're gonna have no receptions. Yeah, because Lamar Jackson just like doesn't throw the ball. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I he didn't last week, and I know that he's been in the media saying that he's going to this week. I don't believe it. He's not going to. Yeah. So, uh, mostly because I just don't think he needs to. I think he's gonna like <laughs> he he's gonna have the ball. he's gonna have one crazy drive against the horrendous Oakland defense, and he's gonna go score, and then they're literally just gonna pound it home with Gus Edwards all day, yep. and Sarah's gonna ride that to victory. So yeah, <laughs> I think Ty is gonna get. Uh, I think he's gonna get manhandled by Chris this week, and Chris is gonna be catapulting himself into uh, what looks like an actual decent playoff berth. Yeah. Now, what's interesting about how we've predicted all these matchups, so this is how all the matchups go through. Mm. If I take all of the predictions predictions and wrap them in to 
the model and, you know, just how I normally do it and re-predict everything, the remaining 64 combinations of the league, even if Matre wins this week and it all plays out how we said it, he actually only gets up to a 37% chance. Which is still rough. Which is rough. He just doesn't break any tie. He, he never wins have. a tiebreaker, which is really, really rough. So then he, what happens is if that happens, he just needs Jason and me to lose and him to win to get ahead. He has to have yep. a winning record against us, He's, which is possible. It's very possible. Yeah. I'm, I mean, not, I'm not saying it's impossible by any means. I mean, I have a really easy schedule coming uh, for my last game. I've got Ty roasted. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> uh, Jason has, has a pretty tough Britain. schedule for his last one. He's got Britain. Yep. And then Matre plays Joe, which as Joe's team's kind of been falling apart. So it's, it's legit. It's it, possible. It's, it's very much possible. Crazy. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Matre's potential is just nuts to get in the playoffs. He I didn't could, see, I didn't see that coming. He, he could sneak in. <clears throat> he could definitely sneak in. Uh, so that's all the matchups this week. That's the playoff uh, hunt as it looks right now. Any closing thoughts? Or are we good? No, no. Uh, as we say every week, guys, if you have been enjoying listening to the show, uh, let us know. Like, if, if there are any like feedback things that you'd like for us to do or add to the show, write, send us a mailbag or send us a text, an email, uh, whatever, like Anchor, whatever system that you can let us know. Um, stop by Borsky's house and bug him and tell him to add something to the show. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, we, we love to hear from you guys, though. It's the reason we started doing this isn't just so we could talk trash to everybody in the league. It's wait, part of it. Wait, what? It's part of the reason. <laughs> this is not the whole reason. We wanted to do it for you guys and have fun. Uh, and if you guys want to be on the show, please, please, please do. The season is winding down. We got four weeks left of this. Borski's going out of town in December. Um, and I, 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 I would be more than happy to come to you and uh, maybe like we could Skype in together with Borski yep. or something along those lines. So... Um, yeah, I'd love to just you know see what we can do to make that happen through December. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I really got to figure out how we're going to do that when I'm in uh, California for a couple weeks. So yeah, uh, but luckily we don't fly on Wednesdays, so I should be able to do it. So there we go. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, super psyched how this is going. I'm so excited. This league is so close right now. I love all the trades and the moves happening right yes. now. Yes, keep it up. So thank you guys for being phenomenal league mates, and I really hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. Mm. I hope this kind of kicks off your Thanksgiving morning, yeah. and then you guys just eat so much turkey, drink so much wine, so much bourbon that you then just fall asleep as you watch football like all day because there's one terrible there's game so many games two on. great games tomorrow, yes. I believe. Tomorrow night's game is going to be oh my God. so good. I'm literally going to just be constantly screaming at the television. Oh, yeah. Not not in joy or sadness, just just noise. Oh, yeah. I will be creating it. <laughs> I'll just be elating at the footballness happening. <laughs> So, going to be a phenomenal Thanksgiving. Uh, Hope you guys all have fun with your family and your friends. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. That's it. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. All right, happy Thanksgiving, guys.